0: Hello, lovely learners. The esteemed Pod Sound School is happy to have you back. You're nearly done with the season for beginners. Let's learn about the very important topic of studio monitors with Studio Steve. And remember, out of clutter. Find simplicity, from discord, find harmony. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity, let's go! Welcome back podsters, so glad you're here. Today we're going to discuss monitors and accessories. When we talk about studio monitors, we aren't talking about computer monitors, as in the screens to our computers. We are talking about speakers, or loud speakers that are used by audio professionals to monitor the audio of their projects and mixes. How well, why don't they just call them studio speakers? Well, among audio engineers, the term monitors refers to the design of speakers in that they will produce an accurate reproduction of the sound. You will hear studio monitors described as uncolored or transparent which further refers to the design of this type of speaker. We want the most natural sound with an open and even range of frequencies so that we can hear everything that is happening in our recordings. These studio monitors are very different than consumer speakers that you will buy for your entertainment or home theater system, for your computer, or for your car. Consumer speakers are designed to emphasize certain frequencies over others, which in turn will make for an imbalanced mixing situation. So for example, if you were to listen and mix your podcast through speakers designed for a home theater that have a boost in the low range to give you a more cinematic experience, you will naturally want to reduce the low end of your voices or the low end on the music and this will leave your mixes thin and lacking in warmth. Another type of monitor that you'll be using for your podcast recording and mixing are headphones. During recording and mixing, you will use headphones to reference and control your levels and make adjustments to your mixes. You're also gonna need headphones while recording because you will be muting your speakers so that the sound of the speakers don't get recorded into the microphone or cause feedback. The same naturalistic design of speakers is also the objective behind the construction of studio headphones. There are many great headphone companies on the market that have become very popular and are used constantly by the listeners of podcast. But these consumer headphones are built to emphasize certain frequencies over others. For example, the popular Beat headphones are built with an emphasis on bass and low end. It's wonderful to get a little more low end out of such small speakers, and it can make for a great listening experience But for mixing, this is not preferred. Another example would be any of the various earbud options. The speakers in these headphones, by their size alone, will never be able to produce accurate bass representation. If you were to mix your projects using earbuds, you would have zero control over how the low end of your mixes turn out. When it comes to choosing speakers and headphones to reference and mix your projects on, it is crucial to choose studio or professional grade options to achieve good mixing results. This doesn't mean that you need to buy the most expensive monitors and headphones on the market. When you are shopping for monitors and headphones, you will get many different opinions on which are the best. This is really just a matter of taste. There are a few monitors that are industry standards that you will find in most recording studios but I am of the strong opinion that really any studio monitor or any studio headphones will achieve great and comparable results. It's how you use the monitors that's important. That's important. That's important. So let's talk about how to properly use your studio monitors. First things first, setting up your room and positioning your studio monitors. When you step into a professional recording studio and you see the delicious and intimidating selection of studio monitors on display, not only have those monitors been precisely placed where they are specific to the dimensions of the control room and where the engineer will be sitting, but they have also been tuned to the room using an advanced type of gear called crossovers. For our home studios, we don't need to go to this extent to get a good setup happening. First, we need to look at our room and make the best placement options for where we place the speakers. This is another area where what we've learned about acoustics comes into play. When we are listening to our mixes through our speakers, we want to hear what is coming out of the speakers. We don't want to hear the reflections bouncing off of the walls. How crazy and precise you want to be here can make a big difference in your mixing experiences and your results. But for simple podcasts, where we aren't really utilizing the panning spectrum and mixing together many tracks of audio, there is a lot more lenient on speaker setup. Most simply, what you want to think about is symmetry and balance. It's a good idea to set up your two speakers apart from each other directly in the middle of the room, against whatever wall you choose. If your room allows for it, check that the wall to the left of the speakers and that the wall to the right of the speakers are made of the same material. For example, try not to have the left speaker close to a window and the right speaker next to a sheetrock wall. This will give you an unbalanced mixing experience. Glass reflects sound at different frequencies than sheetrock, so your left ear will have a different experience than your right ear. For more information on setting up your speakers in your specific room, check out podsoundschool.com blog So. We've picked a good symmetrical spot for our speakers and for our workstation. Now we need to adjust the speakers to where we are going to sit and listen from. Here we're talking about something called near-field monitoring, which is really just a type of monitoring used when being close to our speakers. It's a way to achieve a nice, balanced mixing experience. The easiest way to do this is to imagine an invisible triangle. This triangle is even on all sides. The center of the left speaker is one point of the triangle. The center of the right speaker is another point of the triangle. And the center of your head is the last point of the triangle. If your speakers are closer together, then the triangle will be smaller, and you will be closer to the speakers. If your speakers are farther apart, then the triangle will be bigger and you will have to sit farther away from the speakers. You can think of sitting in this position as the sweet spot for referencing your mixes. A fun way to get really precise with this is to pull out the tape measure and measure the distance between all three points. This is a common practice for assistant engineers in big studios when they are calibrating the recording session. Something to keep in mind here is also the height of the speakers in relation to your head. This is the primary purpose for speaker stands and for those audio production work desks, to raise the speakers up to our head level while we are sitting. Okay, fun. We've got our speakers set up in the best possible position in our room and they are calibrated to where we will be sitting. Now the last thing we need to do is to tune our ears to our studio monitors. Wait a minute, what? Tune my ears? Yes, your ears. You remember I just mentioned that, in my opinion, any studio monitor will work just fine. Well, that is because of this practice, tuning your ears to your monitors. This isn't as crazy as it sounds. Really, all you need to do is listen to your monitors a lot. Listen to your favorite music through them. Watch some Netflix through them. But the best practice is to select a production that you would most love your podcast to sound like. Make sure that it is top of the line and produced at the highest level of professionalism. Sit down in your near-filled triangle and really listen to this production many times over. Focus on the levels. How loud are the voices in relation to the music? Focus on the EQ. What do the voices sound like? Are they low and warm? Do they have a lot of high-end? This is a process of familiarizing yourself with your speakers and what good professional audio sounds like through your specific setup. Okay, and before we finish up this episode, how about a few words on accessories? It's very common to come home with your new gear or get that new interface in the mail and eagerly set it up to your computer to try it out, only to find that there are accessories you didn't purchase that are needed to operate it. These accessories can add up pretty quickly and become pretty costly. It's a good idea to set aside one, two, or even $300 just for these accessories. Here's a quick list of accessories you will need. Audio cables, usually quarter inch to go from your interface into your studio monitors. If you're purchasing quarter inch cables, make sure to get the TRS type, as these are balanced and won't have as many issues with noise. Next, you'll need some microphone cables to go from your microphones into your interface. These will be XLR cables. You might also need a headphone extender to extend the length of how far your headphones can reach. This is really helpful if you're gonna be all the way across the room from your interface. Another thing you might need is a headphone splitter if your interface only has one headphone output. This will allow you to have two headphones coming out for you and your co-host. Aside from cables and adapters, you will also need a microphone stand for each of your microphones. There are many different microphone stand options available. Podcasters and broadcasters alike love the desk clamping type of stand, many of which come with the XLR cable already wired through the stand itself. I like these stands a lot, especially for a permanent setup as they help to keep the room clutter free. And of course, they make you look like a podcaster. In addition to stands, you are also gonna want a pop filter for each one of your microphones. Pop filters are also sometimes called popper stoppers, or a pop screen. These are nifty little gadgets that attach to your microphone stand and are a screen between your mouth and the microphone. These are designed to soften the pee sounds or the popping noises that come from our mouth. They'll also help to keep the saliva out of your expensive microphone. And of course, there's always surprise accessories and adapters that each studio setup will need individually, but that pretty much covers it. So there you go, potineers you should be ready to finalize that shopping list and get your podcast studio up and running. I'm excited. And if you have any questions, you can contact me at studiosteve at podsoundschool.com. And until next time, happy casting. Another episode down, darling pod dogs. Make sure and check out podsoundschool.com blog for more tasty brain treats. And of course, you can enjoy video versions of each episode over on YouTube. Just search for Pod Sound School. We are also very excited about our Overachievers Club at Patreon.com/PodSoundSchool. Stop by and check out the special goodies available there. Bye for now. Welcome from valuable learning experiences. <laughs> Interesting work for which learners see a purpose. Provide its own discipline.